Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth drafting the circuits? Three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Good evening, it's your host with the most from that city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. This is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Today is June 8th, 2017, and let's get this party started with the question of the week. And I was asked by several people about how it was to see D-Day over Normandy from the World War II Foundation and that's a part of Tim Gray Media by documentary filmmaker Tim Gray and I had interviewed him a couple episodes ago about uh, this film and the fact that Coach Belichick of the New England Patriots narrated it for him and that he shot it entirely with a drone, high definition drone, and it was a wonderful time to get to talk to him. And then I got to go see the movie premiere in Rhode Island that weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And in a word, in short, it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time doing it. And I would strongly recommend that uh, you go out and you buy the Blu-ray. Because it was, in a word, awesome. Really, really awesome. And I enjoyed seeing it in Rhode Island with all the old, uh, at the Vets Theater. And it's one of those old-time theaters with the, you know, ceilings and the old-time seats and all the old architecture, but it's very classy, very warm, very intimate, and the place was sold out, which is pretty cool to see. And it was cool to see Mr. Gray talking about how he made the film, and Rob Ninkovich from the New England Patriots was standing in for Bill Belichick. It was great to hear him talk about, you know, how... Bill really is a military historian and how he applies a lot of those principles he learned from his father who was a coach at the Naval Academy and a World War II veteran to what he does today. 
and full disclosure, I am not, I am not a Patriots fan. However, I can appreciate what it takes to, you know, do something like what, what Coach Belichick did in the time frame he had. And I thought that it was authentic. Like he really cared about the project and what he was doing. I loved the drone shots. There's something now with drones where you can get a real different perspective of, an, uh, of, a, of a scene or object where you can see the drone coming you know, from a high elevation or distance over a town or landmark. And as it comes down, you're, you're getting appreciation for you know, what you're seeing. It's a very different perspective when the drones climbed the, the cliffs and you get an idea of how tall those cliffs are. It's pretty amazing. So, you know, that's the way it is. And I, I thought it was uh, pretty cool. So you can go to www.foundation.org. That's W-W-I-I or capital I-I foundation.org to find out more about it to purchase it and there'll be a lot of other films on there you can check out and Tim has made 19 of these and I can't wait to see his 20th uh, my child and their friend enjoyed seeing the, uh, the premiere and it was highly enjoyable so that is my answer to the question of the week. Yes, you should go out and buy this. Yes, it was enjoyable, and yes, it was cool. So now I'm going to move on to the word, the word section of the week. And as I said before, the word comes from top down in the military, oftentimes by word of mouth sometimes written but when you pass the word that is the word and I wanted to talk about the terrorism going on in London in, in, a, in, a, in a warfare sense but also in a sense of why it's happening now many people in America ask themselves the question, why are we fighting these people in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and Kuwait, and other parts of the world, when they will never really come over here, there's a lot of water between the continents, it's not very easy to mount a campaign, if you will, against us you would need a lot of manpower, air support, naval support to really invade us. It would be a, a big undertaking because America is a big place. It is. You know, it's not as big as the USSR or China, but it's, it's, it's big. We're up there with Australia and a couple other places where it's a lot of landmass, a lot of logistical challenges to mount an attack here. So a lot of people are like, you know, they, they look at this, they, they see the same thing I see, and they, they read their history books and geography, and they're like, what's the big deal? Why do we want to fight the enemy over there? 
Why don't we spend all that money to fight them over there? It's not a big deal. They're over there. I'm going to go out and have my barbecue, watch my football. I'm good. I think what we've all seen in the last two and a half weeks in London can answer that question pretty emphatically of, of why we want to fight people outside of our country. Because that enemy, ISIS, who's taking the credit for these, have successfully infiltrated parts of London, set up shop, and now they're carrying out their warfare in a foreign country. And when they do, they're not only killing people, but they're also causing other collateral damage to the country there. And because now you have the enemy interspersed with British civilians, you, you can't just launch some smart bombs, some artillery, or send in some units to take care of business. You now have civilians to worry about amongst the enemy. So the practical idea of being able to root this out is not going to happen easily. And so imagine, if you will, your school, train station, mall gets hit. And you're trying to figure out where these people are. And you realize that to find these people, you're going to have to go into civilian areas where there are no one good people. And combat these people amongst civilian population that are innocent and deal with fighting this when you have our own civilian infrastructure to deal with. It's a bad thing. It's a very, very bad thing. So what you're seeing in London is why I would prefer to fight this enemy on their own turf, use our military might, technology, to eliminate them over there in their backyard than to have them come over here and do what the Sarnea brothers did in Boston, what was done in Texas at Fort Hood and other places. I, I don't want to see innocent Americans or anybody Okay, what happened in London and Manchester is very, very bad. What happened with the Charlie Hebdo murders was very, very bad. I know very is a weak word, but still, it is extremely bad what happened. Okay, the enemy is now escalating the campaign and pretty much calling out the governments in their own backyard. So that is, to me, why I want to fight them in their backyard and make it difficult for them to prosecute some kind of terrorism campaign 
than to allow them to come into my country, city, neighborhood and set up shop and begin carrying out their acts of terror here in the United States or anywhere. Which kind of leads me to my next point. Which is, how did this happen? Oh my God. This is terrible. How, how did this happen? How did we miss this? And I'm, I'm just going to go with some facts here. There's a image floating around on the internet about how, you know, you're more likely to be killed by cancer than a terrorist attack. And with that metric, yeah, that's right. That is true. That is absolutely true. In, in your lifetime, in, in small town USA or big city metropolis, you're more likely at this point in history to be killed by or die from cancer than a terrorist attack. However, what many people miss is terrorism isn't necessarily about body count. Terrorism is about using a, an event, a, a circumstance, a situation to inflict fear on a population or government to get them to do what you want them to do. Strike and fade. Think about it. The London terrorism attack was done with a van and people armed with butcher knives. And my point there is the total cost was inexpensive. The payload was inexpensive. The method was inexpensive, but it was highly effective. They shut down London and certain parts of London for days dealing with this. Okay. Even if they didn't kill somebody, they slashed that person's going to be disfigured or maimed for the rest of their life. People are going to walk by there for a, a while and remember what happened and who did it to them. That's the point of terror. It's not about necessarily killing a lot of people. Because, you know, as Stalin said, you know, hey, killing a million man is statistic. Killing one man is a tragedy. So for them, a, a large body count is not really the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to show people they can strike you anywhere at any time and impose their will on a, a broader government or, or you know, city government, local government, and populace into getting what they want. So to remind them that we can do whatever we want at any time to you. Oh well. And a lot of people don't understand how that works. A lot of people do not understand how terrorism works and many people do not understand how warfare works. It's not all video games and, and you know TV shows and movies. 
is people got organized, people got inserted into the population, and people did what they had to do. Which brings me to my next point. Because reading the, the Guardian online, it's the British newspaper in, in London, and other news outlets that are authoritative, as I hope they are, it seems like the, the British intelligence knew these people were in the country protesting, waving ISIS flags, and they didn't do anything about it. And I'm asked, well, how does that happen? How does that happen? That's, that's outrageous. No way. No way. It's never happened before. No. And I go, yeah. Absolutely. It's happened right here in the United States. No way. You're wrong. It hasn't happened before. I said, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll give you, I'll give you two and a half examples. I'll start with the first one, which is if you go to any kind of search engine, Google, Bing, or whatever, and you type in invasive species, it will take you to um, several government conservation websites. And it will talk about invasive plants and animals and what to do with them. And it's really kind of, I don't know if it's ironic, but it's really funny in in a very messed up way. The first thing they say across the board, no matter if it's if it's a government website or a think tank's website or a gardener's website or some kind of animal management website, the first thing they say about preventing an invasive species from taking over a, a, a local flora and fauna environment, the first thing they tell you is to not let foreign plants and animals into the local environment. No, no way. First thing they say, I'll have it linked in the website, blog post for this episode. Do not bring in foreign plants and animals into your backyard, if you will. That's unbelievable. Don't let them in. Don't bring them in. Oh my God. How about that? What is my proof for this or control for this, if you will? Well, let's look at two things. The Florida Everglades and the southern part of the United States. People brought in these cute little snakes, these cute little pythons and boa constrictors to the Florida Panhandle and, you know, for exotic pets because, I mean, why else would you not want to have a an animal that grows to, you know, 12 to 20 feet long that can crush a human being to death? I mean, that makes perfect sense. What's going on outside? And <laughs> they brought them over from a foreign seller of animals, exotic animal dealer, and they brought them to their homes. And either A, yeah, these snakes get big, they get really big, and 
they released them into the wild thinking that some gator would eat them or some bird would eat them or or what happened is uh, everybody says Hurricane Andrew spread these snakes into the Florida Everglades when the hurricane hit and that was back you know 10 15 16 years ago right well now those snakes are everywhere everywhere they have completely decimated certain parts of the Florida Everglades forever so yes you know if the snakes had never come into the United States it wouldn't be a problem now if you don't let certain entities into your country that are prone to terrorism and I don't care what skin color what religion who they pray to who they go to bed with who they wake up with what they eat for dinner what they wear doesn't matter doesn't matter if you have a a certain population group that tends to that kind of activity more than other population groups you don't let them in okay the second thing the, the the websites will tell you about invasive species is if you see one say something so it can be removed forcibly as in we're going to come out we're going to get the snake we're going to we're going to get the snake get the plant we're going to try to tag other if, if it's reproduced we're going to find these um these plants and these animals capture them and remove them which is to say if if you're not here legally and you're breaking the law and you're a foreign entity intent on breaking the law you should be apprehended and removed it, it's just that simple i mean i don't know what to say but for some reason that wasn't done because what has happened in florida and the southern part of the united states with wild boars and these pythons is they have bred they have multiplied and reproduced and, and there's no apex predator to keep either population entity in line so now these two population species go out there and take away resources from the indigenous population the hogs destroy um, water supplies the snakes eat other food that other animals need or they remove an entire animal chain completely that keeps certain parts of the Everglades ecosystem in line. It's crazy. Last but not least is awareness. Understanding who or what the enemy is and what to do when you see the enemy or what they're doing. You cannot be afraid to say, okay, we have all these snakes out here in Florida you've got rattlesnakes and copperheads and and garter snakes and king snakes and rat snakes and other water snakes and you know coral snakes cotton mouths water moccasins hundreds of types of snakes in 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 florida right so you're out there you're walking around you see all these snakes doing their thing and you know if you grew up where i'm growing up you every 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 good snake's a dead snake but that's another story but still, and you happen to see what looks like a python, 
and you're saying to yourself, excuse me, you're saying to yourself, one of these snakes doesn't look like the other, right? Right? You, you might want to, you know, tell somebody you saw that snake. You might want to profile that that snake's a bad snake and you want to remove it from your environment. So one, it doesn't reproduce and two, it doesn't kill things the other snakes need to survive and other animals need to survive. I mean, that's what you want to do. And what I'm trying to say is these types of things were not done in London. These types of things were not done in other places in the world. And again, it, it, it does not matter who you pray to, who you sleep with, who you wake up with, what you eat and what you wear. Okay, it could be any kind of terrorist organization. If you want to prevent them from gaining a foothold, you need to make it hard for them to set up camp in your area. If you know who they are and where they are, you need to be vigilant and pay attention to what they're doing and who they're doing it with. And if they're here in your country or another country in the world, it doesn't matter where, illegally, apprehend them and deport them and profile okay this person hits this person meets a certain set of conditions waving an ISIS flag for example you know goes to white power rallies anything I don't care what it is you might want to investigate a little bit more, find out what they're doing, and if they're doing something wrong, apprehend them and not be afraid to be politically incorrect. We're past that point now, folks. I believe these terrorist attacks are simply warm-up attempts for the main event, which is here. Because these people hate Americans. They hate our country, they hate our lifestyle, they hate what we stand for. And while you could have a hard time drawing the difference between like a invasive plant or a snake to terrorism to me the principles are kind of the same and I just don't want to see a situation where our children go to a concert where we're sitting down eating uh, a dinner on a, on a restaurant you know outdoor patio and have to worry about coming home alive that's not a good place to be so these people who tell me, you know, hey, this graph shows that you're wrong, well, forget you. Yes, I'm more likely to die from cancer than from terrorism. I get it. But again, terrorism is not about body count. Terrorism is about spreading and maintaining fear in a population to make governments do what they want them to do. And this last one in London was done with butcher knives, 12 people in a van and they spread major mayhem that has drawn worldwide attention to a problem. The only thing I will tell you to do is if you think that I'm being off base, I'm going to challenge you to go out and read Melanie Phillips' book, London Istan. And a lot of what is happening there and other parts of the world will make sense. You've got to really be brave to read it and sit there and wake up and understand what's going on. 
because if you think it can't happen here, you're mistaken. And I don't want it to happen here, which is why I want the battle to be fought over there and not here. And I believe we can do some very simple, basic thing as Americans and American law enforcement and our politicians to protect us as people. So that is kind of my uh, spiel on this. Uh, I really didn't want to get into facts and figures. I just wanted to use this little thing called common sense. So this is Oscar Mike Radio. Check me out. Subscribe. Hit my social media feeds. And thank you for all the support. Omar out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. Off we go.